1: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN.
3: Okay, Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSN, the Sports Betting Network. National Championship Night, North Carolina, Kansas. Couple of blue bloods in the mix. Open four. Couple of books moving to four and a half, as we say. Good afternoon to Michael Lombardi. How are we feeling, man? Good afternoon. Good morning to
2: you, Patrick. We're feeling good. You know, it's Masters week, final four week. It's a good week. Here we go. Great week. I'm excited for tonight. I really am. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, uh, you know, two evenly matched teams. Uh, You know, even though that North Carolina has that eight designation next to their name, uh, statistically, they're not a number eight seed when when you look at what they've been able to accomplish and certainly how they're playing. So I'm excited for it.
3: You know, as I was saying, Heidi, I was like, man, we were just here yesterday morning. I bring that up because quick turnaround for us, but quick turnaround, I think, with the emotional hangover and potentially the Baycott injury, you know, and I thought the doctor and a part of me, Giannini uh, said it best (laughs) yesterday when he was saying, look, Michael, football's complicated. Basketball isn't. And if Baycott's not playing, he grabbed 21 boards against Duke and Kansas is great on the offensive glass and McCormick is clicking. If he's not good and ready to go. This could get pretty simple as far as a handicap.
2: No doubt. And, 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 and he claims he's going to be able to go, and I'm sure he probably will. And how effective will he be? We'll know in the first five minutes. I think we'll, we'll tell that pretty quickly. So you know, I, I think he's got to be a big component in this. But I think more than anything, right, we, it's got to be who's in foul trouble. Who gets in foul trouble does – Baycott get in foul trouble, or does McCormick get in foul trouble? You know, does Manic uh, enable them to be able to use his presence to get into foul trouble? So I think that's really what it all comes down to. We saw, we saw Baycott foul out of the last game. You know, Duke was able to, but also Duke's big man. Williams got in foul trouble. So I think so early in this game, it's going to be how they call it, how they allow him to play it, which I hope they will allow them to play it, but also, you know, which big guy gets in foul trouble.
3: I think I think you put it well because if Baycott goes down you know Puff Johnson comes in or they go small with Manic at the five but if they go small they sacrifice a ton of defense and I bring that up because Michael we often use points per possession you know E field goal but points per possession possession just for people that are trying to understand what we're talking about that measures offensive efficiency and one is good so one point possession is good 1.2 is great against Villanova Kansas was close to 1.4 so what does that tell you that's the best any team's been against Nova in five years points per possession they were super efficient that being Kansas
2: Against a really good defensive team and and just add the second half of the Miami game into those numbers. And I'm sure you'll even get higher. You know what what we don't realize about Kansas because of their inconsistencies because of the times where we've seen them play really well. They beat Baylor, you know, handily 8359 back in February. Then they lose to Baylor by 10 in Baylor, right? So we've seen the highs and we've seen the lows of this Kansas team, but After looking at their whole landscape, their whole litany of what they've been able to accomplish this season, when you look at their adjusted efficiencies offensively, they're sixth in the nation. When you look to their adjusted defensively, in the best defensive conference in all of basketball, the Big 12, they're 17th overall in the country. Those two numbers speak very loudly on how good this team is.
3: I think it's well put. What do you take from – One team North Carolina. First off, North Carolina and Hubert Davis, they deserve a ton of credit because they've improved. It's almost like when we're talking the Big Ten, the Big Ten were what they were from November to where we saw them in the tournament with North Carolina. They've improved. And, you know, I was thinking driving in Hubert Davis until this year, never even called the timeout. He never even made a substitution. You know, he wasn't down late against Coach K in the final four. Think about how much this team has improved. I say all that to say this. How about Kansas's path? Texas Southern, yeah. Creighton without two starters, Providence who many thought were overseeded, Miami, not a basketball school, and Villanova short Justin Moore. I mean, it's not that it's been easy, but that's a good path if you're trying to carve one we out. Should-
2: we said it, it. a lot of this tournament was going to come down to. One of the reasons when I did the family pool between the Bermans and the Lombardis, we all clustered together. Of course, Mick was too busy as the offensive coordinator of the Raiders to participate. Cut him you know, some slack.
3: Too, he, Cut he, him some slack. He
2: big-timed, he big-timed us. He gave us the Heisman pose. You know, He big-timed us. But other than that, you know, we got everybody else in the family involved. That's why I picked Kansas. Because I felt like they had the easiest path to get here, and I felt like there was going to be a lot of dominoes falling between the two. But look, I, I do think that North Carolina, you know, they did finish second overall in the ACC. They had nine losses, yes, I realize that. But their numbers in the ACC were really good. I mean, they were really good, and we know it wasn't a great conference. But once they had that blurt back in back in February, Wake Forest and Miami, they have rolled and they have come really well. And they're you know they're top four in the conference in offense, top four in the conference in defense. And look, they don't have a bunch of guys that they're just manuf. I mean, they've got they they have a great uh, Gatorade party on their team too. You know, mm-hmm. they got a bunch of great All America Gatorade All Americans on their team. I mean, this isn't a team that just isn't doesn't have talent. I mean, give Roy Williams credit. That he left Herbert with a, Hubert with a really good team.
3: So, and, you know, the backcourts become front and center, specifically Caleb Love and R.J. Davis, who combined for 46 points in the Final Four matchup. The problem, not necessarily a problem, because they can go off, and they have been shooting the ball well, specifically Caleb Love, who, you know, gets to the rim, but can also stroke it from three. But those two guards for North Carolina have been part of this up, down, up, down, now starting to really play better, but they've been inconsistent. So, in-game, as you mentioned with Baycott, but also... You know, if we're just talking guard play, you know, Harris Jr. has been playing well. Remy Martin, as Coach said yesterday, the best six-man off the bench and gives him a pop at guard. But those two guards were North Carolina key early on here.
2: No doubt. And, look, we can't overreact. I mean, Caleb loved it was and didn't score very many points in the first half in the last game. And then all of a sudden he became, yep. in spite of shooting 30, he took 10 threes in the last game and he made three of them. But he made the biggest one of all. And the thing that you got to like about caleb love is it didn't he didn 't flinch i mean imagine you 're two for nine from the floor at, behind the three point and the most important shot you put it up there with McCormick in your face and don 't have a care in the world about it i mean that takes real. Real confidence, right? It takes huge confidence to stroke that. Like there was nothing in his head that says he didn't want the ball. I mean, and those are the kind of players you want on your team, guys that are not get caught up in the moment, that don't get, oh, my God, get wowed. You know, I don't want the ball. I mean, we see it in the, even in the NBA at the end of games in the last five minutes. We see who doesn't really want to take shots, you know. And I think in, the, in this case with Love – even he didn't shoot well. That told me a lot about who he is in terms of his confidence.
3: You know, Caleb Love has a little bit of J.D. Note in him. <laughs> no doubt. How about Note coming out in the draft? I mean, good luck. Know, J.D. Like, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, you're not going to get 30 attempts. Well, you know why he's hoop. coming like, out? Because Musch has got five he, All-Americans. He has McDonald's to. Yeah, he's got to. He's going to be he's pushed out of the rotation. Out. You know, it, yeah, I the, mean, the reason I, I, I keep on bringing up you know, Baycott is – if you look at Davis and the way he's used his bench, they were at 346 in bench minutes this year. So they go short. Essentially, they're Love, Davis, Manic, Baycott, and Leaky Black. And Leaky Black's going to be the guy on Abaji because he's a tremendous defender. But they go five six. It's not like they go deep, but like you said, they're top heavy. Those are, <laughs> those are five-star kids uh, as far as North Carolina's concerned. I'll just be fascinated because this McCormick-Baycott matchup, if he's good to go, is going to be awesome.
2: Think about this: the last two games, McCormick has shot. He has attempted 19 shots inside the three-point line, which is where he lives. It, he's made he, he's made 16 of them. He's made 16 of them. He scored 25 points in the in the last game against Villanova. He scored 15. I mean, he has been a dominant force. And when the defense heats up, like against Texas Tech, you know, it, you know all of a sudden he heats up. He had 18 against Texas Tech, against Texas he's 6 for 13 from the floor. You know, so when the game gets big, he seems to find his niche and the last game Providence, they got him in foul trouble. And I think that was one of the reasons why Providence was able to mount that comeback. He had 4 fouls in that game. He you know, he didn't really play enough minutes. He played 23 minutes in that game. You know, so he was not
3: able to really do what he needed to do and he only scored 8 points. And McCormick, it didn't look fair against Villanova the size difference. <laughs> he did. It, it, it'll look a little bit more normal if, if Baycott's in there because Baycott's a big kid as well. Another thing as far as the rebounding, we said that Baycott got 21 boards against Duke. Well, that's important because these two teams both like to run both like to get out in transition to get out in transition. Obviously, you have to be able to grab boards and both teams are athletic. Both teams are fast. Both team push off the defensive boards. I, I hate to. It's almost like we've now transferred Justin Moore conversation to the Armando Baycott, but for good reason. Yeah, you know, it, for good reason.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt, and I, and I think when you look at the, to me, both these guys have got to play their minutes, right? They they have to play their minutes, and and will they? And, and I think Baycott, you know, he played, he plays a ton of minutes. And certainly McCormick, who doesn't really play. I mean, he doesn't play as many minutes as you think he would based on the talent of the game. I know. You know, you think he would. I think he played 29 minutes. I mean, he gets more rest than most big guys. And this is what makes Kansas so effective is they can go big, they go small, they've got ability to do it. I I think that tonight I think he needs to play 37 minutes
3: if you're a North Carolina fan and we talked about it because he hadn't played well but the breakout of Abaji and McCormick the two senior leaders I mean Abaji's the most dynamic player on the court tonight if he's I mean he started six for six from three in Final Four Um, so if Abaji's going I'm worried about North Carolina again a a 10-0 run to start against Villanova you know it's they were couldn't have been more efficient. 54% 54% well, I mean, he the made of the six.
2: He made six of seven of his three-pointers. I mean, you know, and it started quick. Uh, you know, so I, I think to me it, that that is the confidence that he has had in the last two games has been really impressive. Uh, and, it, and it's feeding, especially the second half against Miami. You know, the second half against Miami, he took two three-pointers. He made both of them. He played 34 minutes in that game. He played 37 in the last game. You know, McCormick only played 18 minutes against, against, Mi- against Miami.
3: I'm not doing shtick when I say this, but 9:20 for me is late, so I prefer 6:20 when it tips here. Yeah,
2: dude, I feel don't for even it. start with me. Don't I need a nap today? And I got to write and do all. I mean, it's a killer. They they, they killing me. <laughs> will Hill will be texting me at one in the morning. I'll be sound
3: asleep. <laughs> you wake up to Will Hill texts. That's not yeah. it. We'll keep going. North Carolina, Kansas, national championship next here at Lombardi Line.
1: To the Lombardi line on V featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, it's time to download Nevada's Premier Sports Betting app, BetMGM Sports. Has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM Casino on the strip ring, that state issued ID. And you're ready to go. BetMGM.com or download the app, like I said, 21 years or older. 1 800 522 4700 if you have a gambling problem. And in a little over 10 minutes, we'll get Thomas Gable and get his take from, yeah, TGZ, get his take from the sports book there at the Borgata. He, remember, he set this at six. Yeah, so it's- I think that I, I think to me when you
2: like I said yesterday when you look at this game and you do numbers and the way Kansas is numbers in a real in the best conference in all of of, uh, of college basketball their numbers jump out and I could see it but with the way North Carolina has played there is that little bit of an adjustment I think you have to make much like in Cincinnati playing the Rams to me that was a game I think you had to adjust your numbers but I was just talking to a college coach and 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 he said to me he said look the key to the game really is going going to be Remy Martin and Harris, how those two players play. And they were able to get by with Harris not having his best moments against Villanova because they were so much better than Villanova. But they got to protect the basketball. Against Villanova, they only had seven turnovers, which is outstanding considering how good Villanova pressures you and creates problems. But that is going to be the key to the game. I think DeWan Harris is going to be yeah. the sleeper untold guy in the game that's got to play really well that's got to match the level it's you know he's got to he's got to dish the ball and he can't turn it over
3: I think you're right Harris Jr. and and Remy Martin who didn't shoot against Villanova but had leading up to in the tournament been so deadly Um, I think you're right. I think that backup match, I think the backcourt matchup with uh, Davis and Love. And as a matter of fact, I do have a couple of props I wanted to throw at you because I like Caleb Davis tonight. And just because he has just that personality that he he, big moment doesn't intimidate Caleb Love at all. Now, here's what I have for you on the Kansas, on North Carolina props. Caleb Love right now is set at 15 and a half. To go over 20, 20 20-plus points, Caleb Love, you get 2-to-1, plus 200. So I'm kind of focused on that. You see uh, some of the numbers there. But Love has kind of been that guy. manic has been the do-everything guy, and Baycott's been consistent with the boards. But Caleb Love offensively, I think, gets some tonight.
2: You know, he's going to have to. I mean, you know, he didn't shoot as good the last game, but he was eight for 10 penetrating. You know, Manic is a guy that, look, Kansas is holds opponents to 30% from the three-point line. And Manic makes some incredible the, the corner three-pointer that he made in front of the the yes. Villanova bench was unbelievable. And then the one he made like right in front of Jay Wright was sensational. I mean, that was that was wow. I mean, Jay Wright probably saw that ball go up, say he's got no chance to make it. Next thing you know, it's a three-pointer. I mean, you, you know, against uh, it was right in front of, uh, uh, of Bill Self. It wasn't against Villanova. I'm sorry, but I mean, it was sensational. So, yep. uh, I, I think, to me, the one good thing if you're playing the props on North Carolina players is you know love, you know black, you know those guys are going to play 40 minutes. They did the last game. Yeah. You know, they did <laughs> they the last to. game. I mean, R.J. Davis played 36, and he would have played 40 if he didn't foul
3: out. Yeah, like I said, 346 in bench minutes this year, that being North Carolina. And Leaky Black, who's a premier defender, I think he's going to be on a Baji. He's not generally going to give you points, although he did hit a couple of big threes last time out. His number set at 5.5. Manic set at 16.5 as far as points on the props tonight. Manic is interesting, and like I said, if Baycott, is struggling, they can go small with Manic at the five, but then you just give up a ton defensively to a very efficient Kansas offensive team. Because Kansas, even though they can run, they also can set up in the, ha- in the half court. I, there's well, really we saw a- that with Villanova. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, Villanova cho- choose their poison. You want to play half court. I think you got a better chance if you make them play half court and execute. You, I think the one thing they've proven when they are out in the open court, they're amazing. But where I thought they made a difference was McCormick. When they went half court, McCormick took the game over. Yeah. Yeah. You know he got twelve shots down there he you know never attempted he's the only guy didn 't attempt a three pointer he's down there he doesn't shoot three pointers ever so they have a low post old school player in McCormick that if you want to play a half court game, here you go yeah no I think it's well but pushed. manic i'll tell you what manic impressed me the way he played Bonchero late in the game didn't get in foul trouble didn't cause fouls. he is really a good I mean, that Oklahoma team, when you think about some of the, the Miami kid, Austin Reeves, who starts for the Lakers, no, you know, I mean, obviously they're having their problems at the late, but there are three really good players who are on that Oklahoma team. Alon Kruger did an incredible job recruiting talent to that school.
3: And, and foul trouble is something I'm glad you brought it up because obviously the officials in a game like this loosen up a little bit and let you play. But if Manic and Baycott's in there and Baycott's good to go, if Manic and Baycott get in foul trouble, it's – it's more of an indictment than if McCormick gets in foul trouble, if that makes sense. Because we've seen that yeah. with McCormick, and Kansas can still overcome that. Just There's just not enough length. There's not enough stretch there for North Carolina to have those two get in foul trouble, Manick and Baycott.
2: I wonder what Jay Wright would say after playing Kansas and watching them and preparing for them, what he thought, not of how skilled they were offensively, but how good they were defensively. To me, the way they bottled up Villanova in the first part of that game, in the first 10 minutes holding him to 11 points, and then the last 10 minutes holding him to 12, as good as you thought Kansas was going into the game, I think if you, when you see them live play defense and move athletically, I think they become even more impressive.
3: Well, Wright was down 15 before he took his first time out. I mean, talk about yeah, just – He was waiting slot. for that
2: after 16. He was waiting for that. He didn't want to – he was waiting for – he couldn't wait any longer. I know. You know, he had to run to the restroom. He had to.
3: they it was he couldn't hold it if you were a Nova, if you were a Nova backer and I know it's simplistic to say down 10 nothing you didn't feel good about your ticket but you were done I mean even when they so it, they closed it to six in the second half and just Kansas had answer after answer after answer
2: Kansas has had answers in every single game in the tournament I know the Creighton game Creighton was right there Creighton's missing a lot of their players Creighton turned the ball over haphazardly when the game was tied and it would the, Kansas was fortunate but from that moment on Kansas had another gear kansas is this team so far in the tournament for lack of anything based maybe strength of schedule but they have been able to really kick to another gear especially in the last 10 minutes of the game and so is north carolina i mean you know baylor comes storming back and north carolina when that game went to overtime how many people thought that baylor wasn't going to win that game
3: yeah Uh, simple i'll simplify it both teams loaded with nba stars I think what you just said, I think in the end, I think Kansas's defense and versatility on offense maybe will be the difference. And I hate to say this because people don't like Remy Martin, but he's the X factor, right? Because that's yeah. what North Carolina doesn't have. Is it the have. heritage
2: that they don't like? Is it the heritage? He's that cocky. I, I know he's
3: cocky. Yeah. But that's the X factor North Carolina doesn't have coming off the bench. And so that's no, – but, mean, again, I think yeah. top side of that backcourt for North Carolina with Davis and, and, and Caleb, I think that is higher than what Kansas has. But they're so erratic.
2: I mean, we've said it all year, right? If you have good older players in your backcourt back with size like they do with, with Caleb Love and like they do with RJ – I know he's only six feet tall – but that makes a huge difference. You know, that that is really the difference in the tournament. And Obaji at six five and you know, these guys are, are really they're long. Remy Martin, I don't think he is six feet, but to me their athleticism and ability to play defense with their length is is hard to deal with.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean obviously Obaji the X Factor, but I just that Remy Martin coming off the bench and Brown who is... And Harris. Harris gotta give him something. I mean, you know, he was three for five from the
2: three point line the last time he gave him five dish four dishes you know, he's going to have to give them something there. I think he's going to have to play and match the level because we know one thing early in the game in the first half against, against Duke. I thought RJ Davis was the guy that kept them in that game. I mean, Caleb Love didn't really do much until the second half. I
3: totally agree. So, but we can both agree two teams peaking. I mean, it's like, again, you almost hate the, the Baycott injury because these are two teams right now that aren't playing good. They're playing great
2: yeah I mean look and that and that struggle against Duke was just a, a tremendous resilient mental toughness game that like I said all during that game, I couldn't tell who was going to win the game, and I hope this is a game tonight that we can't tell who's going to win until the last until the last thirty seconds
3: That was such a good second half <laughs> it really was that duke it, it was that's as good as it gets that theater on Saturday night was really as good as against. And I thought, again, like I said, Hubert Davis hasn't called timeouts. I mean, this is like, look at him learning on the job.
2: I mean, you go off into the sunset if you're Coach K, and you you have your home loss against North Carolina, (laughs) your last home game ever, and you have your last game losing in a tournament when you had a chance to win it, but you couldn't make free throws, something you did all year long. And now you're going to go sit on a beach. You're going to retire. You're going to give speeches out to every corporation in America, and you are going to have never. There's never going to be tranquility within your blood to feel like ah, you know this is the problem when you when you announce you're walking away, like you know now you, this sits with you forever.
3: Yeah, I think he hopped on the back of that golf cart with his wife and went straight to Turks and Caicos, not in a good mood, right? I mean, that was right, just the worst way to go. I mean, think about 42 years and to go out that way.
2: You know, a lot of writers write the ending of their book before they start the beginning of their book. Most novelists do that. I don't think this was the ending in Coach K's book that he had in mind when he started this October.
3: No, no, no. It's unbelievable. By the way, they're going to be fine with – next year they've got the top recruiting class in the country. Shocker. Of course they do. They're Duke. They're Duke. Not too far. Arkansas. Either. Not too far. Arkansas. But you see Arkansas won't
2: be an AAU team next year by by March. We'll see what Duke is. That Walmart money.
3: Thomas
1: Cable yeah. next. <laughs> You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, you still have the national championship, so Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup, breakfast baconator, croissant combos, hot to Cool coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's bringing the breakfast legends, oven-baked sizzling bacon, freshly cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and simply O.J. to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. I'm Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Hope you're having a good Monday. We get the national championship matchup tonight, North Carolina and Kansas, and we bring in our good buddy Thomas Gable out at the Borgata, where it's been a hell of a run through March Madness at the Cashier. Hi, Thomas. How are you? i doing well, guys. How are you today? Doing very well doing very well a big a busy I mean think about the week Uh, aside from the horse racing you've got opening day on Thursday we've got the Masters you Mm -hmm. got the national championship I mean this is an amazing week for sports fans and betters
0: it really is it's a great week and uh, you know, yeah with national championship tonight and then you said Thursday is a big big day with uh, opening day of Major League Baseball and The Masters kicking off, uh, which we'll do some cover a little bit of uh, preview here uh, as well. But yeah, I mean tonight uh, the game is going to be this is going to be a good one, no doubt. It's uh, you're seeing pretty much um, you know some very even uh, betting coming in. You know, ticket counts virtually even in this. Uh, The the total. We've actually taken more money on the on the under here and you've seen the total drop a couple points from where it opens now sitting at one fifty one and a half. But uh the the line pretty much four, four and a half, uh everywhere from where we opened three and a half. Um but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna certainly be gonna be a good game. Uh Baycott I think is you know, his status and how he's gonna look and, and hold up through the game is Going to be the big story, though, for, for North Carolina, whether they can hang in. Uh, no doubt when he's healthy and if he's, he's okay to go, he means all the difference in the world down low, uh, especially with uh, the edge and rebounding he'll give uh, the Tar Heels.
2: Hey Thomas, on the on the total, uh, what is your what would your power rankings say on the total? And obviously at one th- at one fifty two, we're looking at a high seventy score for both teams, which I think is very very easy. But the money seems to want to think it's going to go lower than that.
0: Yeah, so one fifty three and a half is is a, I think a very good number where we opened it, um, and obviously the market is uh, pushing that. Uh, lower, so now we're sitting at one fifty one and a half. And um, you know, I, obviously, the pace that these two teams will play at, uh, we we know is going to be quick. It's whether or not Kansas is going to continue to shoot like they did uh, in the last game from the outside, and uh, North Carolina. The second half, they they put up a lot of points in the second half uh, against Duke. So uh, it's really going to be a matter of whether these teams are going to be able to continue the shooting that they've. Uh, demonstrated we know the pace is going to be there that's uh going to project this score to be higher but it's going to come down to the execution and uh certainly uh shooting from three is going to be a big part of that
3: so we're talking to thomas gable director of race and sportsbook at the borgata so open four you said your number and we've heard from a couple others that agree six is the number i i see a book going to four and a half but mostly it's been a bit of a line freeze six is still with the day to sleep on it is six still the number for you thomas
0: yeah i that's what i would make this I, i i'd certainly make it six and you know i i like that even better with uh you know the uncertainty around baycott as well so uh, we're at four and a half here at Borgata, and I know a lot of places are still at four. There's some other four and a halfs uh, at other yep. shops, but yeah, I, I mean, I, that's where I would set it would be six.
2: You know, you would think in this game you're getting serious action on both sides. I mean, this is going to be truly a game where. Uh, you're going to have to figure out who you like based on your numbers because the betting market isn't going to give you any indication one way or the other about where this is going. And you don't expect any late money coming in, do you, on either side?
0: Well, there's going to be late money bet. I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to really call the money. You
2: were getting a ton of Villanova Villanova (laughs) money late.
0: Yes, and that could certainly happen, you know, here we could certainly see that happen here. It's not going to be any money that's going to shift uh the spread one way yeah. or another though. That that's that's the main thing to point out. You, certainly there's going to be late arriving money, certainly could be on one side, but it's not going to be something that's going to shift uh the market.
3: Yeah. To Michael's point, I just got the report from BetMGM and John Ewing. I mean, they're pretty much percentage of bets and handle pretty much 50-50. So and we talk, I, I, Patrick.
2: I, I think in these games, yeah. I think these two teams—they're even. You know, in these games, it's like it's—I know one's an eight seed and one's a one seed, but these are evenly matched games. I, I think it comes down to power rankings and trying to figure out the matchups. I think and everybody has a different opinion on that, which is going to lead you to play. And if you're like Thomas and you have a strong number, you're going to go with you're going to go with Kansas. If you believe in momentum, you're going to go with Can, you're going to go with North Carolina.
3: Yeah, I think Thomas. I think you might have. Have maybe a big bet coming in late that would make this a decision, but for the most part, I think you're going to be pretty much even up and down.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what you want as a book. I mean, any book uh, wants that for uh, a, a uh, national championship game. I mean, you just, you know, as a bookmaker, all you want to do is just take as much action as you possibly can because, I mean, the line is set, it is what it is, and, you know, you're going to be getting action on both sides. So it's really just now, hey, just. Take as much action as you can on the game.
3: Do you agree with the under money coming in?
0: Uh, I, I personally, not so much. Again, I, I would lean, especially now at this number 151 and a half, I would lean on the over at, at this point.
3: Okay. Okay. Just curious, just curious. Now I,
2: I go back and forth on that. I, I can't figure out. I, I, you know, I think it's going to be a game in in the high 70s, which leads me to think it might tick over. Uh, I, I, I don't think both teams can play whatever pace you want to play. Yeah, I mean, I totally and you know, agree. I, I don't see it. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm having a hard time really making an opinion of that one.
3: I would agree. I think both teams want to run. I think both teams can settle down in the half court. I don't think there's much. I think the big and Thomas, you can speak on this. The big thing is huge and we just keep on repeating, but 21 boards against Duke. If he's not there to provide those boards and get out in transition, you know, that's where Kansas can start to go downhill against North Carolina.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. You have to give the rebounding advantage to Kansas as well. If he's not, uh, if he's not a hundred percent or not in the game.
3: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. The, um, by the way, did you see Well, we'll – we'll get to this a little bit later, but did you see your boy uh, Embiid was – he was talking last night after the game, after a win, where he was awesome, Michael. He was saying, what do I have great. to do to win the MVP? So now he is campaigning for himself. I, I, I wonder if you saw well, I mean, that. I mean, I, mean, I mean, he makes
2: a great point. I mean, he's done, he's done a remarkable job this year. The problem is, you know, that, the, the, you know – they haven't been able to win last night. They, were, they won a close game. Theibel had a great steal at the end of the game, but, you know, he did everything in his power, but they were down the, down the stretch. I think the concerning thing when you watch that game is how bad Harden – Harden over the last, I think, 13 games is shooting 30% from the three-point line. I mean, Harden has now become a true 76er. He has, he's not shooting well.
0: <laughs>
3: What's the vibe on the Sixers there at the Borgata, Thomas?
0: Uh, it, it has cooled, uh, since the, when Harden first appeared, you know, everybody was, was on them all the time and, uh, the over was getting hit a lot. And it certainly has cooled with, um, with the, as Michael said, with Harden shooting being cooled off. So has the betting action on them,
2: it's not cool. It's frozen. I mean, it's 30 degrees. That's below freezing. Anyway, we got to talk masters. This is not a 76er <laughs> moment. Tell me why I would be crazy to bet Brooks Kapka in this tournament. Tell me that Pat. Tell me that Thomas.
0: I don't think you would be. I really don't. Uh Kapka 18 to 1. Uh you know, obviously last year he had the the leg injury which caused him to miss the cut, but I I really like Kapka here in this one. I you know, Rom, I think is it the favorite 8 to 1, I I don't think you can play somebody 8 to 1. You just can't. I mean, Rom's only finish outside the top ten at the Masters was his first appearance in 2017 when he tied for 27th. Now he hasn't won here yet, but you certainly expect the green jacket to be hanging in his closet at some point. But I just think the the number on him is okay. makes him unbeatable. And uh, you know, going down the list of the guys there who are kind of right around uh, where Kepka is, you have DJ at 14 to one, Spieth at 12 to one. Who now Spieth just played this past weekend at Flairo. And his ball striking was good. His putting was not good. And he even commented, this was the worst he ever putted in a professional event. So not what you want to hear no. from someone going into Augusta. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. You know, I think, you know, right now it's it's Scheffler, who's super hot right now, won three of his last five starts. Now he's number one in the World Golf Rankings. Uh, and, you know, Kapka, again, I think you can't go wrong uh, betting Kapka.
3: The biggest liability at MGM, Tiger Woods, obviously. We'll see if he plays. But, Michael, the highest handle is Brooks Kepka. So, that's their second biggest liability. 18-1. to
2: 1, I think it's a good play. I mean, he finished second in 19. So, you know, he's, he's good at the course and he's good at majors.
3: And you said it perfectly. You said Jordan Spieth with the putting. Well, he's putting about as badly as he's ever putted. So, I would think that's a St. Jude's play at this point to bet on my guy Jordan <laughs> Spieth heading into a place where you have to roll it. If you're not rolling it at the Masters, you're screwed. Thomas, thank you. Good luck tonight. TG, All right. Thank, thank you, you guys. so much. Okay. Will's next.
1: You're listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive, Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay,
3: special offer tonight, College na- Basketball National Championship. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on the game. If either team hits a three, you're going to win 200 bucks, paid for in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. This is for new bettors over at BetMGM. Use the bonus code mmmarymary 200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the final game like never before. Again, anybody hits a three tonight, you're going to win it. They're going to stroke it. You're going to win 200 bucks for new bettors. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older, new customer offer, paid for in free bets, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue, promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Like a Lombardian, in New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher in Nevada. We head to Connecticut now and say hi to Will Hill. That is I guess we'll now pay off the bet. The question is, will you be texting Michael Lombardi at one o'clock in the morning with some inane comments about the game that he will, he will, he will wake up, he will wake up and read tomorrow morning. Yes or no.
1: Will Hill. No, no is a heavy favorite. I think 10, 10, 15 is the latest. And that's only if I know he's up, I know he's <laughs> watching the game. I'm very, I, I know how he is. Uh, I thought I was going to be the one complaining about the start time. I mean, when is the official start time? It's going to be like 9:30 tonight, nine thirty 39, right? It's they, gotta be, uh,
3: it, it, it happens every year. But it is uh, it is alarmingly late.
1: For, yeah, you yeah. know. And at least if they're honest with us, it's one thing. The NBA does this thing where it's like a 7:30 tip, and then you check at 7:45, you know, to see what the early score is, and they still haven't started. Which I don't know yeah, why they, like they do concert. it. But
2: it's like a yeah, concert. It's, it's like it's like a concert. You go see Springsteen. It's like okay, the show starts at eight, and there you are. Eight. Now he usually comes out pretty early, but you're like waiting for them all to come out. Like come on. Like if you say if you say going to as Uncle Junior says, there if you go. say you're going to be somewhere, there be it is.
3: somewhere.
1: <laughs> Now at least football, NFL, one o'clock. The game, the ball's in the air. One kicks. o'clock. That's yeah. the one thing oh, yeah. about the NFL.
3: Now, I mean, it is judicial. Like it, 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 once you get into a college basketball game, it does go pretty quickly. The timeouts are going to be, you know, the commercials do get yeah. a little extended, but the game flies once you get into it. But a nine thirty tip is, uh, that's pretty wild. Necessary. The the game itself. So. You know, Thomas is sitting four and a half, Will, but pretty much everybody else is four. I see a couple of 115s on the juice. So for new betters, that's headed to four and a half with Kansas. Are you surprised we haven't moved much here?
1: No, I'm hoping for a four and a half. I went back and watched UNC Duke again. I actually like Carolina in the game. I just think their ability to, a couple things, not foul rebound i mean they all rebounded duke 50 to 41 and to me duke's a better rebounding team than kansas and when you don't give up second opportunities when you don't foul that's a pretty good recipe i think the key is uh, love has been out of his mind. It's been like an out-of-body experience here. Some of these shots he's been hitting. He can be inconsistent. If he doesn't hit, it could be ugly for for UNC, but I tend to lean towards UNC in this game. I just think, you know, watching watching them play, uh, Baycott and, and Manic, they're just so big. Their screens are so effective, and you have Leaky Black to put on, uh, you know, Abazi yeah exactly and that's look kansas got a lot of options a lot of weapons but if you could neutralize him you got a chance uh i lean unc in the game uh you know i, I think what will probably be you know up-tempo game both teams want to run so uh total there you know 152 usually in a title game you get some nerves early backdrop all those things you would lean under the, the style of the game would keep me away from that but uh, i do lean unc in the game i think if you can out rebound duke you can out rebound kansas and that gives yourself a chance
2: do you think of the winner? So, so you're saying you're saying North Carolina wins. You're not. You're saying North Carolina win and cover. Is that what you're saying?
1: I lean towards if you can get four and a half, I would bet North Carolina plus the four and a half. You know, I mean, life on the line. everything you know, my life on the line. Who wins the game? I'd still lean Kansas. I, I know that's kind of you know hedging the bet there, but I think you made a good point. I, I might have made it yesterday too, where Carolina is a little like the Bengals, where you don't know how to evaluate it because their season long stats are one thing, but you know, you could try you know, draw a line in the sand the last month on uh, with Carolina, same as the Bengals, where it's like, what team are we watching here? Maybe, you know, uh, and again, it, uh, it ended for the Bengals with them losing, obviously, but they covered all the way until the end, so uh, I would lean towards Carolina here.
3: It, it, it's weird. It, the dichotomy with Kansas on the boards, they're tremendous offensively. Defensively, they're not very good, so it's weird how they, they get second yeah. chance opportunities. So let me ask you a question, elephant in the room. 21 of those boards against Duke came from Baycott. How, will you be waiting to see him in warmups? Like what's the play here with Baycott and the injury?
1: Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I guess he's a good, he's good to go. Hubert Davis said, you know, he's in a little bit of pain. I, I'm assuming, you know, what adrenaline, er, all, you know, that kind of thing takes over and he's good to go, but it, it, you know, it's a good point by you. Obviously he
3: was having a hard time I,
2: walking I up they'll...
1: and down those stairs after the game, but again, you know, adrenaline I, I, I think is a good
2: it... point. It's going to be, you know, obviously they can't numb it or anything like that or else you'll be a drop leg. So that's a hard thing. And then how much how much power does he have to jump and spring? I think that's the fundamental question. You know, can he jump? And, you know, this is, requires him to be able to push off that leg and really get, you know, his maximum uh, leaping ability. So we got to check that out early. You know, I, I kind of thought he walked it off, which made me feel a lot better. But then when I was watching him run late in the game, it didn't seem like it.
0: Mm-mm.
3: Thoughts on the total? We have dipped. We opened 153.5. We've dipped down to 151.5. Thomas Gable at the Borgata is getting under money. Again, we talked about it. Both teams can run. Both teams like to run, but both teams can be efficient in the half court as well.
1: Yeah, haven't played it. I would say if you like the under bet it before the game, if you like the over, maybe wait for a live opportunity because we could see, you know, first four or five minutes, these teams are deliberate, some nerves, you know, nobody, it's like the Super Bowl. Nobody wants to come in and lose it in the first, you know, four or five minutes of the game. We saw that with Gonzaga Baylor last year, where I think it was like, you know, 13 to four uh, Baylor early on. You don't want to be in that situation. So maybe, you know, you don't take that early shot. You don't take bad shots. You're kind of careful early on and, And then you can jump in. Uh, on a live over at a better number and of course you always have to worry about the foul situation at the end but uh, I would lean towards the over here just because I do think the the pace of play uh, lends itself to an over but I would probably wait in game uh, for some better numbers here
3: good call fading your Lakers yesterday they're done (laughs) they're two back of the 10 seed with four to play so they are officially done because as you mentioned the Spurs beat up on Portland yesterday so they're going to get that 10 seed the Lakers are done one of the more Fascinatingly disappointing seasons ever.
2: What day do you think after the season ends officially for the Lakers? When does Vogel get replaced? He's when got his ticket happens? already.
3: He's got his plane. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's, he's waiting for it.
2: Yeah, I thought he's... the Mavericks were sensational last yesterday. Did you watch my Mavericks yeah. there? Did you see them on
3: defense? I mean, they were good. They were incredible. They were really good. They outbattled Giannis and Milwaukee.
1: Uh, I went three and one Lombardi's got to rub my nose. And my only loss Luca goes crazy. I
2: try to talk you out of that yeah. because I felt like, I felt like Dallas had played so poorly against the wizards the night before that. I yes. thought they would, they would play better. And, and they do. I mean, they, they just have that ability to rise and no, you were three and one. I, nice. I mean, look, those games could go any way you want, but I, I just felt like Dallas in that game was going to be able to play their best, especially You know, with Kidd going back to Milwaukee, Sean Sweeney, the defensive coordinator of the Mavericks going back to Milwaukee. There was a lot of, of, I think, excitement to want to
1: play that game. Good point. Why don't we just bet the Pistons every day? The Pistons, I, how about I've another one. like this. How about it's another straight up winner at Indy yesterday? It's really wild. That line was a little fishy. That almost, that scared me off. it, And I went small yesterday. It was bad because my reads were pretty good. I like the Clippers. You know, last week of the NBA, you, you're never too sure about any of this. And it, it's frustrating when you end up winning. Pistons it, it, ain't worried this about
3: them ping pong balls. I mean, they're playing guess they're, not. They're li- without Jeremy Grant. They're playing their best ball of the year right now. Uh, they're and young players money Bays playing good. They're all playing good.
2: Some of the young guys are playing really well. You got to give them credit yeah. there. I mean, you know, I mean, Kate Alvin's Cunningham is going. Special. Gentry's got him going. He's a better athlete than I thought he was at Oklahoma State. He looks like a better athlete.
1: Patrick, you'll appreciate this one. I have under 23 and a half wins for the Thunder. They're going to hit 24 because they Ooh. upset the Suns yesterday. The plus 800. That I think they were 14 point underdogs. They, they were, have another game with Portland. So they're going to win. They're going to hit 24. Awful. They,
3: they were 14 point dogs and won 117.96. Good luck.
1: Betting what is the your, NBA.
3: what is your, now that you mentioned over unders, have you looked
2: at the NFL's over unders? Is there one that jumped out at you that you've seen?
1: I know everyone's on the chiefs under, what are they? 10 and a half, 11 a book. Yeah. That one makes me a little nervous. I know everyone's on that just because they figure, you know, what, no Tyree kill, uh, you know, good division to me that's a tough one to to really boy you know M- manning and the colts they won 12 plus every year when you have the best quarterback in the league usually you're 12 plus every year that one scares me pardon uh, me I ten and a half. i'm sorry you much. were right
3: about them i, I apologize it's 10 and a half on chiefs
1: yeah that's one i know a lot of sharp people are on the under that's a hard one for me uh if you look at the Jets schedule jets are gonna have a hard time i don't care who they draft they have the i think the afc north and the NFC North, they have a tough schedule. I would look for the under for the Jets. I think they are six or so. Uh, to me, that team's not winning seven games.
3: Yeah, I crossed wires. The Bills, the Packers, and Bucks are 11 and a half. Oof. Will's right. The Chiefs and the Cowboys are 10 and a half. Actually, the Rams are also 10 and a half. Um, okay, there's yeah. a, we got one minute. So before we get you out of here, you do have two unders in Major League Baseball, which kicks off on Thursday. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, two uh, two bad teams, the worst teams in a, in a good division. It's always a good play for me. Uh, Orioles under sixty two and a half. I just don't see them improve, improving by you know 11, 12 wins. They're just a terrible team in a really good division. Same thing with the Nationals. Their older pitchers are too old. Strasburg and Corbin are shot. You know their younger pitchers Gray and Cavalli are going to be good. They're just not quite there yet. So under on the Orioles. Under on the national
3: and specific point from from Will there when for new betters handicapping baseball and futures always start in division that's where you start and then you space out from there so that's a good job by you Will Hill uh, New York City Cast thanks Will i you guys later after one a.m. <laughs> only that's what we, that's what we want we'll transition to the NFL next year on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.